Hello, and welcome to the Laverne Church of Christ podcast, and thank you for joining us. You can find us at 244 Old Nashville Highway, Laverne, Tennessee, 37086. We hope that any time you are in the area, you will stop by and join us for worship. Our Sunday morning worship is at 9 a.m., with Bible classes following. Our Sunday evening worship is at 6 p.m., and we also have a Bible study on Wednesday at 7 p.m. Well, as we are quickly nearing the end of this day of worship as a congregation of Christians, I'd like to spend just the next several minutes directing our thoughts to a place of strength and, and hope and encouragement from God's Word as we are just right on the cusp of diving back into another work week, a new school year quickly approaching, and just a period of time where we as a body of Christ are away from one another. You know, it's certainly easier to be in the glory land way when you are shoulder to shoulder with like-minded Christians and not thrust back into a Monday morning full of stress and, and whatever other things are going on in your lives. You know, our lives can be complicated, they can be difficult at times, but aside from living in a fallen world, we have a God and a Savior who provides us with an easy yoke and an invitation to come to know him, to follow in his ways and accept his grace. I appreciate Kenton for reading 1 John 2 for our scripture. And as you heard repeated multiple times in that passage, it's all about abiding. Our continuing journey as followers of Jesus to strive daily to embody what Jesus stood for. And continuing on from that passage, just a few short verses down, in 1 John chapter 2, verse 28, John says and continues on, And now, little children, abide in him, so that when he appears, we may have the confidence and not shrink from him in shame at his coming. If you know that he is righteous, you may be sure that everyone who practices righteousness has been born of him. Abiding in Christ, it involves practicing righteousness. And so this morning, I'd like to ask the question, why should we abide? And I have three quick points here in how we should abide, why we can abide. And so first and foremost, abide in Christ this week because he has provided us with the means to have communion with him. In Paul's letter to the Ephesians, if you'd like to go ahead and be turning there, we're going to bounce around a little bit in Ephesians. But in Paul's letter to the Ephesians, we see him repeatedly pointing out this major theme of God's plan and how he desires for us to accept this grace through our obedience in becoming children of God who can boldly approach our creator in a covenant relationship. Ephesians chapter 1, starting in verse 3, we'll go through verse 10. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him. In love, he predestined us for adoption to himself as sons through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of his will, to the praise of his glorious grace, which he has blessed us in the beloved. In him 
we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of his grace, which he has lavished upon us in all wisdom and insight, making known to us the mysteries of his will, according to his purpose, which he set forth in Christ as a plan for the fullness of time to unite all things to him, things in heaven and things on earth. In Jesus Christ, we have our strength, we have our salvation, and we have our redemption. And because of God's love and commitment to us, we are offered a grace that is greater than all of our sins, past, present, and future. The Father fulfilled our end of the covenant through Jesus so that we can walk with him as he originally intended for us as a humankind to do. And from those eight verses that we just read in Ephesians, we can see that there are are seemingly constant references to God's plans, his purposes, his will, his desires for us. How wonderful and how unique to be created in his image and to be able to delight in the Almighty's plans. Continuing on in Ephesians chapter 2, As chapter 2 begins, we read of the dead end of sin and how each one of us has fallen short and carried out our own selfish desires. But then in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 4, But God, but God rich in his mercy and love made us alive together in Christ through his grace. And not just any grace, because if we look forward to verse 7, the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness. Going down a little bit further in verse 10, we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. And then finally, verse 13, but now in Christ Jesus, you who were once far away have been brought near by the blood of Christ. And then as the book of Ephesians, or the letter to the Ephesians, continues on, we see in in chapter 3, in verse 12, we have boldness and access with confidence through our faith in him. So continue to live faithfully and abide in Christ because of what God has done to bring humanity back to him. One sacrifice for all sins, for all time, as Hebrews chapter 10, verse 12 says. Secondly, abide in Christ this week because he has overcome this world that can distract and derail us. Perhaps one of the top ten, if you will, most encouraging passages I think that can be found in the Bible is James chapter 4 verse 8. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Or maybe we also read in Psalm 34, the Lord is near the brokenhearted. And saves the crushed in spirit. We serve and worship a God who is highly invested. He is highly concerned with how his image-bearing creation seeks after him. When we rejoice or we find ourselves in life's storm, Psalms 46, he is our refuge and our strength and ever-present help in our trials. You know, I'm often reminded of this when we sing the song, Count Your Many Blessings. I'm reminded of how God is on our side, and even more so, in the lowest of our valleys, he reigns supreme 
and continues to provide his blessings. When upon life's billows you are tempest-tossed, count the blessings of a God who is both present and willing to walk with us each step of the way, and a Redeemer in Christ who is tempted and continued on in the same way without sin as we are. Well, not without sin as we are. When upon life's billows we are tempest-tossed, consider and remember that we have the solid rock to cling to, the truth, the foundation that we can stand on, and the only foundation that will in fact remain intact forevermore. We have both the opportunity and the calling to abide in the Lord. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 6 says that there is one God and one Father of all who is above all, through all, and in us all. And here we sit with the invitation to abide in him. Jesus, while talking to his disciples in John chapter 16, verse 27, says, The Father himself loves you because you have loved me and have believed that I came from God. And skipping down to verse 33, Jesus continues on, I have said these things to you that in me you may have peace. And in this world, you will have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Amen. Finally, and point number three, abiding in Christ is the only way that we can receive the inheritance that has been prepared for us. 1 Peter chapter 1, starting in verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to his great mercy, has caused us to be born again into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you, who by God's power are being guarded through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. Imperishable, undefiled, and unfading. It is the complete opposite of everything that we find in our lives that's outside of God. Amen. In a world where we have been accustomed to chasing after the next great thing while simultaneously discarding what we currently have, it can be so easy to get distracted with transient things. And basically, it, it also forces us to ask ourselves a couple of questions. How many things... Throughout my day-to-day -day life, am I allowing to stress me out during the week that absolutely have no matter and no bearing from the perspective of salvation? And it's hard because in the moment, all we can think about is what's right in front of us, not what is to come and what is promised by God. We ask the question, where is my faith lacking? Am I striving for a relationship with the creator of the universe and giving both my worries and my praises to him? Or am I trying, on the other hand, to grab life by the horns and deal with it myself and, and take control on my own terms? What am I choosing? James chapter 1, verses 3 and 4 tell us that the testing of our faith produces steadfastness. And when that steadfastness has grown and it has its full effect, we may be perfect and complete Lacking in nothing. We weren't promised an easy passage in this life. 
fact, just as we read in John 16, Jesus says, you will have tribulation. But even though we have those tribulations, we are certainly guaranteed by God in some of those verses that we have quickly referenced that any suffering and strife now, it is well worth it. It will help purify our hearts as we cling to Christ, to grow in our faith, to strive to continually deny ourselves, repeatedly put to death our evil thoughts and desires, and to sacrifice for the furtherment of the kingdom of God as an act of obedience to the Father who has showered us with the most unfathomable grace that has been ever extended. Abide this week because the Father has made a way for us. Abide this week because Jesus has overcome this world and abide this week because of the promise of an inheritance that will surpass anything of our wildest dreams. Amen. One of my favorite Devo songs that I don't believe we have sung here in a while. If you've been in the youth group, I'm sure you know it, but it's called Glorious Day. And an alternate title for that song is Living He Loved Me. And if you haven't heard this song, I very much encourage you to check it out on, on YouTube because the words of this song, they retell the, the good news of Jesus. The chorus of this song reads, Living, He loved me. Dying, He saved me. Buried, He carried my sins far away. Rising, He justified. Freely, forever, and one day he's coming, O oh, glorious day. On the other side of Jesus' crucifixion is the resurrection and an empty tomb. On the other side of recognizing the sin that's in our lives, confessing his name, repeatedly repenting of our ways and striving to abide in God's word, on the other side of that, we find freedom healing, and all that God has in store for us as his children. And that, that is the beauty of the invitation of Jesus. Continually dying to ourselves to take up our cross, to follow behind his perfect way. Jesus alone will save. Jesus alone will heal. Jesus alone will provide us with the true peace of abiding in him. So going back to 1 John chapter 2, verse 29, as far as practicing righteousness and abiding in Christ, the question that we have to ask ourselves this morning, as we are, this afternoon, as we are about to go back into our day-to-day -day life, if you will, coming off of a spiritual high of being with God's, God's people, the question we have to ask is, am I practicing righteousness? Am I focused on abiding in God's will? Am I doing everything I can? And I think that's kind of the gut punch of, of Scripture. It points out our flaws, but at the same time provides us with the way out. Amen. And if not, if, if we're not where we need to be, there is no better place to be than right here. Amen. With a community of people who are striving for the same goal. And that's to live a, a truly successful life. Just as the kids were, were talking down here. To live your life and to go to heaven. To live your life and to be found as a son or daughter of Christ. Amen. And by God's grace, we are in this together. Through the thick and thin. And if you're not in the body of Christ yet, there's no better time to take that on.
to go to Christ, to confess his name, to repent of your sins, and to be baptized in the waters behind me. But whatever your need may be, please come now as we stand and as we sing. Thank you for listening to this message from God's Word. If you have any questions, please email them to us at office at lavernecoc.org. Once again, we thank you for listening, and we hope you have a blessed day.